the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. A few days ago, I was sitting in our living room, enjoying a bowl of popcorn and watching a favorite TV show. All was right with the world until an unidentifiable flowery scent crept into my airspace. The penetrating scent soon invaded my sinuses, the back of my throat tightened, and a headache was blooming. Determined to find the source of this annoyance, I started sniffing around the house, and my nose drew me to the farthest corner of our basement, where a four-liter jug of tropical sunrise laundry detergent lay now half empty on the floor in the center of a brilliant blue pool of liquid. Apparently, tropical sunrises have sickly sweet floral overtones when poured out in large quantities that can quickly overwhelm a house. Well, like the flowery scent of laundry detergent, today's gospel story stimulates our senses and stirs up our emotions. It's easy to be overwhelmed by the imagery when we consider the theme that John describes. I wonder if the disciples were overwhelmed by the events as they witnessed what unfolded before them. Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover, And on his way, he makes a stop to visit his friends, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. They live in Bethany, just two short miles from Jerusalem. This visit occurs shortly after Lazarus has been raised from the dead. Imagine around 20 people, all in the room with Mary, Martha, Lazarus, and Jesus. The core group is the disciples— But others have gathered because they've heard of this Lazarus-come-forth tale of resurrection. The room is filled with people laughing and talking, celebrating Lazarus. He who was once dead is now alive. Martha bustles about, serving her guests. The scent of freshly baked bread and stewed meat wafts gently through the air. The room is alive with activity. Jesus, the beloved teacher, is here. And then suddenly, a different fragrance permeates the air. It's the sweet smell of discipleship. As the fragrance drifts through the air, conversations wane. And in the silence, heads swivel and necks crane and nostrils twitch. And the group is ill-prepared for the sight of Mary bowed low in front of Jesus, wiping his feet with the costly perfume that she's poured out not with a cloth, but with her unbound hair. An unusual image? Not exactly the scene that we expect to see at a house party. And to the people witnessing the scene, it's a scandal. 
No respectable woman should be seen in public without her hair up. And in order for Mary to wipe Jesus' feet with her hair, she has unbound it. It cascades down her back and flows over her shoulders. Her head is turned low. Maybe even her cheek presses against Jesus' feet. The task of washing feet was relegated to the lowest of servants. But Mary turns this lowly act into an intimate act of humble, loving devotion that she performs for her Lord, oblivious to what those around may be thinking or feeling. And how do the onlookers respond? They recognize the scent. It's expensive. Think high-end Paris boutique. Expensive. Maybe they recognize it because it's the same scent that was poured over Lazarus's dead body just a few short weeks ago. And it's Judas, one of Jesus' inner circle disciples, who gives voice to the words that many are thinking. What a waste of money! We should have sold this nard and given the proceeds to the poor. It's tempting to agree with Judas, right? Is Mary's extravagant act really necessary? The Gospel writer gives us some insight into the motive behind Judas' pronouncement. His sentiments are not the sweet aroma of discipleship, but rather the malodorous scent of greed that stems from an inability to recognize Jesus for who he is. While Mary's act flows from a heart filled with devotion to Jesus, Judas' statement emanates from a heart filled with selfish desire. If the perfume had been sold, yes, Judas would have given some of the money to the poor. But he also would have lined his pockets with a portion of the proceeds. It's easy to vilify Judas. There's such a stark contrast between these two disciples. In Mary, we see a disciple in faithful relationship with her Lord, full of love and devotion, willing to pour out her life and her possessions abundantly, extravagantly even, to demonstrate her commitment. In Judas, we see the infidelity of a thief. He puts his own desires before anyone else's, choosing deceit over relationship. And despite spending so much time with Jesus and seeing the signs that Jesus performs, Judas still does not trust or fully believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Oh, we're swift to judge Judas. But if we're honest with ourselves, sometimes our actions reflect more of the selfish desires of Judas than the gentle devotion of Mary. 
Mary's gift equates to about the equivalent of a year's wages. Wasteful, Judas calls it. But Jesus defends her extravagant use of the perfume. Jesus graciously accepts the loving gift that she offers, and his words tell us there is a time and place for lavishness. Leave her alone. She did this in preparation for my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. With these words, Jesus looks forward, preparing himself and the disciples for what lies ahead. He knows that the day of his crucifixion is coming, and it will be a time when love and relationship will be in question, and deceit and betrayal will hang in the air. Ultimately, it will be a day when Jesus pours out his life for the salvation of all the world. We've gathered for worship on this fifth Sunday in Lent, and I invite us in these moments to reflect on our relationship with Jesus. Perhaps, as we reflect on our journey of discipleship, we realize that we are not Mary or Judas, but rather a complex, inseparable combination of both. Love and relationship do not always come easily. But in catching a glimpse of this moment between Jesus and his beloved disciple, we see that mutual love and relationship are a possibility, a reality. And folks, here's the good news of the gospel. Jesus meets us in the midst of this Mary meets Judas discipleship moment and invites us into a life of abundance. It's a life filled with extravagant forgiveness and lavish grace where even as we accept Jesus' gift, we offer our own gift in return. And our love spills out into our worship and overflows through our acts of kindness and compassion. And the sweet aroma of discipleship fills the air. Let's linger in this moment, just a few moments longer. Close your eyes if you'd like. See the love and compassion on Jesus' face. Know that you too are his beloved disciple. Allow the grace and mercy of Jesus to move you from self-righteous saint to devoted worshiper. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume.